0: This is Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590 The Van.
1: All right, welcome to Real Kipper and Born. Uh, Kipper is not in the room with me. I'm joined by Sammy McKee. Hey. Sam, how are you? I'm good. 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 But we do have Kip, despite him not being here. Kip is like, you know, he knows people. He's into things. I think he's a, a Joe Carter Skinsky. Kip, are you with us? i am pal how are you i'm
0: good i'm good how was the golf today oh we got your living
2: it too
1: late awesome awesome,
2: awesome. we're gonna throw to uh, tree yeah living? we'll go
1: to tree we'll check in with you after we'll go to tree right now
3: um really enjoyed it um you know it was difficult and probably uncomfortable at times but uh um, really excited to and look forward to working with them and i think probably the next question will be relative to to contract status we'll We'll deal with that at, at the appropriate time, um, but Sheldon Sheldon will continue on in there and excited for him to do so. When you're in the middle of talking to players about their futures and the organization and such, how much value is there in having some stability and familiarity at that coaching position? How often do players want to know about that? Yeah, Ryan, I think I think they're, well, they do. I mean, everybody wants to, they have the question. I think I think Sheldon's got a really good relationship with his players, I think, um As they say there's they they all think he's a good coach Um, i think there's a real strong bond what i took away from it there's lots of belief both ways you know there's belief in the players with the coach and there's belief from the coach and the players and uh um and like i said I, i it was it was unique in the sense that sheldon and i had in this business when you've been in it as long as i have usually you've come across people somewhere we really haven't so um, we needed to have that. We needed to build that connection, and um, but certainly there was a great deal of respect from both the player side and from coach to player.
1: What stood out to you about him in that time? You,
0: you thought he was going push from afar, but what stood up to you in the process? Um, as a person and
1: coach.
3: I think there's a real focus. I think he he's he's come into this market at a young age and in, as a young coach, and has hasn't been able to been able to deal. That's not an easy job. Um, I think he's. He, I think he's got a bright mind. I think he's got. He's open to, um, you know, change. I think he, he. When you, he's he's strong in his beliefs, but he also doesn't think he's got all the answers. And one of the things we talked about is I. I firmly believe we're all um, sometimes better in our second jobs. You see it with coaches. Maybe your sec. Your, I think there's a little bit of that. You know um i I, you know i've talked to you guys about my relationship with kyle and he's worked with kyle a long time but sometimes i think i can you know sometimes a little bit of new a little bit of fresh can help a little bit of change so um yeah i think it's there's a lot of things that i came away from there and like it was like we probably met for 17 hours over four or five days i He's probably about the third day. He's like, maybe I don't want to stick around with this guy. <laughs> and uh, so once I didn't chase him out of there, I thought, well, maybe he'll stick around. But uh, no, I came out of there going, this is a real bright guy. So
0: where it's- do things stand with your
3: open assistant job? Uh, we're in the process of evaluating everything else. I mean, and, and like I said, Chris, it's pro- it, it, I said it earlier, it's not it's not always perfect. When I when the manager comes in three weeks before the draft and there's a whole bunch of things to do. Um, dealt with Sheldon, re- evaluating the staff now, how it all fits. We've got an open position, evaluating everything else. So it's, it's we're working on it. <laughs> it's a long way to say we're working on it. Brad, Brad, have you extended Sheldon through this decision or is the contract remaining? No, you just, your late arrival here. we oh, just sorry. address <laughs> it. Um, we're, uh, we'll, uh, we'll deal with that. It's on the to-do list when to look say, at
2: when you say 17 hours is it you two just sitting across in chairs staring at each other or is it in yeah the, you do? it I was just
3: know. meeting it's a lot of it like to me there's three there's three buckets to it it's it's you know you, you got to develop a relationship right? so there's there's just there's a getting to know you part and then there's you know then you dig into a little bit philosophical and and the team and the players and and where he sees it going and then and then obviously there's. You know there's a s- strategical part and you you start going through some video and how do how do you like such you know where do you how do you play how you know we, there might be a little change in how we play but how does he see the game and you know a little bit more of the bricks and mortars and defensive zone cover all those types of things that you have to go through so there's a, there's a step and stage that you have to you have to grind through it um you know I I appreciate Calgary. Brendan's been dealing with that um I have not. I have not been dealing with anything draft related. Um, I will be, um, as we stand here today, I will be at the table um, once Calgary has made their selection. So um, I think Calgary selects 16. Um, I'll be at the table at, uh, shortly thereafter. How
1: was the visit with Austin in, in Arizona? Would you would you come
3: away with? less humid? in nashville uh no it was good uh, i was it was it had a good chance to visit with him and and you know that that relationship and that dialogue continued but um certainly got down there and, and spent a few days with him and and uh and have been you know we all know the files that are open so we continue to work away with it <clears throat> excuse me work <clears throat> excuse me work away at it but it, it was really good to spend some time with him
1: What any assurances made to the court i mean so you can't John has a total no move, but are there any assurances made before July 1st about the core group remaining together?
3: Oh, I don't think there's ever any assurances in this business. You know, Um, we've got really, I said it before, we've got really good players. Uh, We've got two that who's got a year left in their contract that we'd like to resign. We're engaged in that. Um, And you just keep working away at it. How
0: confident are you that you're going to get Austin?
3: I'm always confident until proven otherwise. I, I'm a positive by nature. Um, uh, yeah, the, the, the dialogue's been been good, and you, you keep working away. At it. And I know, listen, there's lots of interest in it. Uh, I get it. Um, I, I tend to, not tend to, I, I will never have public discourse on contracts. Um, but we're, we're working away at it, and uh, hopefully we get to a good conclusion. Where are
0: you how with your first round pick?
3: 28. We pick it at 28. Um, you know what? We we we've we've as as good teams do, um, and this team's been a good team for the last little bit. You move draft you move draft capital when you're trying to win, so we've moved some draft capital over the last few years. Um, it would take it would have to make a lot of sense to move the pick. Um, now, you know I don't think we're we're flush with bullets to move up, so that you're probably when you're handicapping it picking or, or potentially moving down um, if there's something that makes sense to move the pick we would but you, you got to, at some points you got to put some groceries back in the cupboards and uh, and so I think there's a fairly good bet we're picking at 28. Uh, From the the, announce, uh, Brett, the the fact that this week and next week are really fertile fertile time period for, for trades and the, the cap gets used up for a lot of teams so it's, you don't have forever to decide to act or not how do you balance that with wanting to extend a guy like, like and but also knowing that there's probably a bit of urgency to it? Yeah, it's like anything else. And, and I, I would, I would say this, and it's hard to, to remove, you know, the individual, every, I'll say this and everybody will tie it back to, to uh, but, it, but it's not really that you, you work the process, right? So, you know, in any scenario, you, you can't make it if, if, if there's nothing out there to make your team better, then it doesn't make sense to make a trade, just to stand up and say, hurrah, I made a trade. So our focus, you know, with that, when you talk about Willie, our focus is strictly to to get him signed. You're always talking to people. I mean, that's the job. The job of the manager is to make sure you know, A, what's going on in the league, and B, is there avenues to make your team better, uh, regardless of who it is? So priority, sign the player. Always, always have an ear open of of, of, of is there opportunities to make your team better and and sometimes the timing, you know sometimes the timing doesn't match up but, um, you know that's that's the process you can do you can't you can't do something that, you can't manufacture it if it's not there either.
2: How different are you, GM? Are you after going through we well, went through with
0: Johnny a similar situation contract? wise Well, you I know. think
3: you, you you we all learn from experiences right and Johnny's I know, you know there's things that you. you you would never you're not going to comment on there's some stuff you know that happens in those situations that um lends lends themselves to you know to the end result but at the end of the day you learn from everything you always you know every experience you have any walk of life any job you you think you're wiser um you know you you, you maybe avoid some potholes that you stepped in prior um so you're 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 better for the experience are there any other restrictions you faced with the draft? Like, have you been in draft meetings? I've been in any draft meetings? No. I, I really, it's just been not involved in the draft until really today, and and uh, or or up until today, until getting clarification on the table. What's uh,
1: the plan for Matt Murray?
3: Excuse me. What's
0: the plan for Matt
3: Murray? Well, I mean, Matt Murray's a good goalie. Um, he's he's. I think we'd all agree he's probably the biggest. The biggest challenge has been availability right in terms of injuries um we've got i look at it right now we've got three good goaltenders really good goaltenders and you know you got um joe the young guy who's you know he he, he finished off well i've learned sometimes just let those young guys sometimes the finish off well doesn't necessarily mean the start's going to be well right so let's just let them um, you know we got three good goalies it's a it's a position we've got good depth in like anything else we'd be open to to looking at different things but if at the end of the day we go to camp and we got three good goalies good for us is how i look at it
0: what surprised you most about this job
3: been uh surprised me most about the job you know what it's it's just been a lot it's been busy day like it 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 hasn't been like it's been pretty much Groundhog Day. Let's—it's up early. It's go to the office and like it's been drinking out of a fire hose right now. I think not so much just because of the market or the—it's the timing, right? The timing and the files we got to deal with. Um, it's been—it's been cool. I've got a I'm living in a place. I got a—you know—a a, a fat bastard burrito down there. That's pretty cool to <laughs> eat. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So I have a couple of those and get up and get after it the next day, so it's been pretty cool. You
1: From might the Org- pay for another one all year now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> From the organization's perspective, how is important is it to get clarity on Matthews and Nylander, like, on July 1st?
3: To- you know what, Chris, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, it's always good the sooner the better, right? right. You, it, it, I mean, the idea is when you know where things are at, you can plan better, right? When you know if it's going to be raining tomorrow, you maybe, you know, pack a jacket. So having clarity always helps is it is it the be all end all no i mean and 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 you've got two sides that are got to play a piece in this puzzle so we certainly would like that um we're certainly trying to work towards that if it happens or not um i'm also not you know july one the world doesn't stop you know um i feel very confident like i said to the earlier question i'm confident we're going to get both players signed until proven otherwise and 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 hopefully it's alive. If it's not, then then we'll keep working away at it. What are you going to prioritize in the UFA market? Well, I I, I mean we've got we've got a lot of UFAs. To me, it's a little bit of let's see what happens in the next couple of days. I mean we've got a lot of, we, we I mean it's a unique situation. We've got we've got we've talked about Austin and Willie and 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 you know although they're not free agents this year. It goes into next year planning and all those sorts of things. So we've got we've got some players who are UFA's this year. Let's see if where that goes to, wh- what what we can or can't get done, what players, you know, where where we can fit it all in, and then and then and then we'll probably have a better idea come July one.
1: Generally speaking, what do you make of the UFA class? I mean, it used to be there's a lot of big names. This year, it yeah. seems like, it seems like the big dates in the league are kind of not as big anymore. Trade deadline, July first.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a function of everything. Again, we've we've been at a we've been at a we've been at a minimal growth cap. Everything's squeezed. Everything's tight. Um, you see more players. You see more players extending for a longer period of time. There's less availability of players. I would just classify the market as there's some good players. Um, and, and there's, but there's, there's more, there's, 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 there's quantity. There's a lot of, there's a lot of players. And, uh, and, you, and again, you don't know. We've got, we've got a number of UFAs. Are those players going to be signed between now and Wednesday, when is, three agency? three days, three days from now, four days, Saturday? Um, it could change, right? Um, so we'll probably know better in the next couple of days, but there'll be good players out there. Have you had your first phone call yet with Craig Conroy as general <laughs> managers and uh, gotten into any sort of uh, discussions and negotiations and what might that be like? Oh, I've talked to Connie a lot. Yeah, he's he's a good man. Um, he's going through it. Like he's he's uh I always say there's a difference between the co pilot chair and the pilot chair, right? Landing the players landing the plane is different <laughs> than the guy cheering you on to do it. Um, and uh, so he's doing good, yeah. We've had we've had some discussions and and uh he, like us, is, has lots on his to-do list.
2: Is it a disadvantage for you at all because he knows your every thought about all of the
3: players that he might be could be talking to you about and he knows everything you're thinking about these guys? Well, I think he knows what I think of those players. We've had those discussions a lot. Like, but it, it's, it's, you know, there's movement around the league, right? You know, it, I don't think it's too unique to this. Um, you know, whether it be managers move or system managers move or coaches move, wherever you've been, you've, you've got you've to have got feelings on players, but you know his his feelings, my feelings, or you know like secondly, everybody's got their own feelings. But he's got a lot of good players over there.
1: You added Shane Doan. Are you foreseeing any other additions to your staff?
3: You know what? Um, yeah, Donors Donors been a really good addition um, and uh, has dug right in. Um, we, ba- you know, in, in all honesty, what I've said with staffing is, with everything that's been prioritized till July one. We'll deal with that after. <laughs> so, um, what I have learned in the short time that I've been here, we got a really. There's lots of really good people, um, and and we've been utilizing everyone. We'll 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 cross that bridge once we get through the next couple of weeks. Thanks. Okay. Thanks everyone. Appreciate it. Enjoy
1: natural. Yep. All right. That was Brad Tree living discussing all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Kip, you still with us, pal? Oh yeah.
2: Were you able yep. to? Were you able That's, to hear, Brad? Oh my! That—that that, I consider that the the longest kippers clipper. Uh, <laughs> Sh- Sheldon would be jealous, don't you think? I
1: do think so. We gave him a lot of time. Um, we might as well just what start with for you. It, yeah. yeah. Okay, f- I can lead to that. I mean, Sheldon is going to come back as the coach, getting But, but, some- no,
2: but no extension, Kip. You know. Um, I do believe that there will be an extension. Now, did I miss it? Did he mention anything about an extension? No, he didn't. He He did in
1: that they're going to work on it. Yeah. So my thoughts on that are like, you know, what would be the harm in them going a month into the season, say? You know, just just make sure everything is smooth between the two of them. It's working,
2: you know? Yeah, but Sheldon would not like that. He wouldn't, but what's he going to do, quit? No, he's not going to quit, but you don't want to start your relationship, Justin, um, with uh, a little bit of animosity towards one another. And you don't want to fall into that same feeling that you had with Kyle Dubis. I I think it's crazy that you want to dip your toe after all these years with Sheldon Keefe. Either he's your coach with an extension or you get rid of him. And uh, he will get his extension in the summer.
1: You will. Eh? Yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like
2: Sh- Sheldon has to have somewhat of a
1: shorter shelf life now, having been through what he's been through with his team. You know, what kind of extension does that look like? You think a couple years?
2: I think it would be rather difficult to give him another uh, for two years, Uh, but uh, I think a minimal one would be one year, and we know now with Kyle gone that there would probably be a a shorter leash, even on Brendan Shanahan, guys, even with Kyle out now. Uh, This time next year, uh, I'm not sure what it would even look like for, for Brendan Shanahan, let alone Sheldon Keefe, so... I, I don't think that it warrants, um, you know, a two or three-year extension. But mm-hmm. uh, at, at a very minimum, uh, you can certainly add one more year to his deal. Kipper, what did you make
0: of the tone he took when I asked about Willie and Matthews? You get anything out of that?
2: Well, uh, uh, n- no assurances in this business. Yeah, that's why I wrote that phrase down too uh did you not l- listen to Leaf Nation uh, applaud when you heard that yeah
1: i mean that's that, i mean we've been waiting for someone to not give everyone absolute certainty that they're safe right it doesn't it seems like a pretty good good way to approach things
2: i think i think guys what we're starting to feel now and and you know not that brads excluded from this but there is a lot more rope for him because he's new. But I can tell you right now, uh, a lot of GMs, a lot of executives, a lot of presidents are feeling it from their ownership group to change things up, to to find ways to either go deeper in the playoffs or make the playoffs. There's a tremendous amount of pressure on these GMs uh, to, to change up uh, their team, their roster, their look, their feel, mm-hmm. and uh, when you're when you're handicapped, like Brad Tree Living mentioned, when you're uh, caught into a, a flat cap era, that's rather difficult. But we continue to see moves uh, that suggest that, yeah, uh, uh, you know, fifty percent. The owners are willing to pay 50% of some big contracts yeah. now just to change things up. The latest Kevin Hayes going from Philadelphia to St. Louis. Uh, and they and Philly's willing to pay 50% of his contract just to get him the heck out. Just well, to get a different feel, different look to that organization.
0: So I guess the no trade clause for John Tavares would kind of put a wrench into this, but...
2: You think they'd be willing to eat some of that to get rid of him? 100% Sammy. Mm-hmm.
1: 100%. I guess yeah. it's just a matter then of, you know, having that conversation with Tavares, but it doesn't feel like that's likely to happen, at least not this year. Well, for Why? A, new,
0: a new guy coming in, it's a... Why? No, I think it's an Why? easier combo for him
2: to have than have sure been for Dubas, right? It's like, hey,
1: I don't know, I wasn't here when you guys signed this, just want to get your... You're right, you would be yeah. easier to approach him. Is that what you're getting at, Kip? Yeah
2: yeah that's what i'm getting at i think all bets are off and if you're gonna stick to there's no assurances in this business that includes no trade and no move clauses
1: mm. you know it's interesting you know of all the things that stood out one of them you know and talking about these big guys so first off i don't mean to skip past that point and actually maybe i should s- slow down here what Well, I mean, the idea that Tavares could be available in some way or made available or at least conversations could be had feels like a change in perspective here from how we've previously talked about the core four and what they could and should do. Mm -hmm. You know, would you even want to retain $4 million, say, to pay him to not play here? Can you get a $7 million player that's better than John Tavares?
2: Buddy, I I I I'd pay fifty percent of John's two years.
1: You would, eh?
2: One hundred percent.
1: Then you got five and a half to get a guy who's going to be more valuable than him.
2: No, I'm getting five and a half cap space that I could uh, turn into a lot of other things. That's the way I look at it.
1: Yeah, and I guess if you found you're, out the depth. Also, if you're retaining that much, Tavares becomes an asset in a trade, right? Like you're saying, we're giving you a point per game centerman, you know, at six million or whatever the number ends up being. You know, it's oh, like
2: I, I think John would be very attracted to a lot of teams, right? At uh, at uh, six million or seven million, maybe you don't have to pay fifty percent. Maybe it's forty percent. Yeah. Maybe it's thirty-five percent. Yeah, but the, the, uh, John Tavares is still a, a tremendous centerman. Yeah. Uh, but it just it doesn't work any longer here.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that is facing the facts a little bit. You know, every time you talk about the core four and what you can you do different, it always starts with, well, Tavares is here, but. And if he doesn't have to be, that certainly changes the way they look.
0: But, Kipper, what do you think they, like, like I said, that it's an easier conversation for True Living to have than the guy who signed him to that contract probably. But, you know, Shani's still around. Like, how do you go about that conversation? Like, the landing points, the landing place is so important where he's going to, you know, he's going to be happy there. Like, it's such a huge conversation to have with him. Like, how do you go about that? The three it boys is, here. Yeah. Well,
2: first of all, you, you you do it by showing the respect that you need to for a guy like John Tavares. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, it's not going to be an easy conversation for John to have, um, but one that suggests that, uh, you know, he... Uh, he needs to start thinking about uh playing somewhere else and uh it's not personal it's not that we don't like you it's not that we don't respect you it's that your 11 million dollar hit doesn't work for us moving forward so let us work together and and come up with a a solution that could uh, make you and your family uh, as happy as possible
1: I, you know, I think if you're another team and and you think that that's a possibility, I think you start having some internal conversations. Like, boys, we can get you know we can get a pretty good hockey player here at a discounted rate. I, I suddenly think that becomes an asset for the Leafs. But they, again, you don't want to eat too much salary. An interesting one. You know, there there was a lot of stuff in there, um, you know, that we can kind of try to read into. One of them was he didn't seem too fussed about having contracts done by July 1st, did he, Sammy? You seem to pick up
0: some tone that he wasn't in a. Rush about Matthews on the first? I picked up the tone that he wasn't in a rush.
1: Because it wasn't going to happen? Because
0: Yeah, because maybe it's not going to come to fruition on July 1st. That's the tone I kind of felt from what about you, Kip?
2: Yeah, listen, uh, I think he said it best that in a perfect world, the sooner the better. Mm -hmm. Uh, That way you can prepare. But I don't think the July 1st uh, no move claws kicking it in changes a a lot Mm -hmm. moving forward and of course you're giving the guy a chance to uh to control for sure where he wants to go but if he's not resigning here I don't think it's in his best interest to play out the season here Mm -hmm. he's gonna want to be moved before um you know Playing a song and dance that uh, maybe I'll stay, maybe I won't. I, I think, I think, Leaf fans are too smart for that. With all the history that we've seen in the last two, three, four years of these free agents pretending that they want to stay when they really walk out the door, um, I, I don't think jo- uh, uh, Austin Matthews will survive uh, the months of January, February. Uh, without signing a contract as a Toronto Maple Leafs. so whether his no move kicks in or not, it's his best interest to work out a trade with Brad Treelivan If in fact, you know, they both feel like a contract isn't going to get done. Yes, like it's
0: kind of the same thing. Like you say, the no tr- the no move clause. But if you're not signing long term, then you obviously want to go somewhere else so then therefore you should be able to be traded somewhere else right like
2: the mm-hmm. no move is kind of counterproductive at that point it is and you got to understand too that like it's not like you're you're turning around and you're going to shop Austin Matthews if you're Brad Tree live, and you can't get a contract and you're going to shop them to 31 other teams. How many can turn around and sign Austin Matthews and make them the richest contract in NHL history? Right. Not like, many teams. Uh, well, the one that could have maybe is L.A. And they're on the cusp of, of, of signing Pierre Luc Dubois. Yeah. So, like, let's let's revisit. I mean, again, how many teams are out there that could take on, that that are contending? Okay. Yeah, you know how I feel. Forget about, about this, any though. team. They'll make room for him. Yeah, but JB, how hard is it to make room? How hard is it yeah. to bring a third team in? We're we're talking about uh, a lot of work, a lot of t- yeah. we're talking about teams willing to to change their lineup completely to welcome in Austin Matthews is mm-hmm. not going to be easy. Is my point, right. And it's going to be maybe it'd be like know, Vegas, right? Three, Did with Eichel, three, four, five teams. Uh, yeah. that that can do it, right? And is he willing to go on, is is Austin willing to go to a team that um, isn't quite ready to compete or wants to grow into, you know, a program that could compete in three or four years? Or does he want to win now? That's another one too. Where yeah. Pierre-Luc Dubois had that thrown, uh, you know, in his lap. You want to go to Montreal and wait three or four years to compete for a Stanley Cup or you want to go to LA right now and try to win now?
1: Yeah, I guess, you know, with the Matthews thing and talking about July 1st, the one thing that I am maybe naive to is, like, you know where you don't know, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, Like, you know, today, Kip, there, it's not like the number or term is going to be shocking. You can pick the term and essentially the number. Yeah. So you either stay if you want to. So if it's not July 1st, then it isn't happening to me. Is that too <laughs> dramatic a stance?
2: <laughs> the terrifying one. Well, what you know, you bring up an excellent point, changes. What changes what changes before or after, really?
1: Well the only thing that changes is fans and the organization certainty, but really the fans, you know, you're making a statement to the to the people who are a part of this team that you want to be here, you know, signing the day you can. Yeah. Otherwise it's just like, I don't know, I'll get to it next week. Really? <laughs> you know, like it just it would be a weird thing for this to, to go into like September. The way McKinnon was like, Yeah, well,
0: yeah. we'll get it done. Yeah, well McKinnon was too busy, you know, partying after winning the cup oh, last year. That
1: was a limited. Right? Like factor. you know, they yeah. actually
0: won something. So maybe that's why he was too busy celebrating that to sign a contract. Fair. Last time I checked, Matthew's got yeah. a lot of time off. Yeah. So
2: yeah. anyways. I I think there's gonna be a level of frustration though. If in fact that uh, there isn't any movement on Nylander and and Matthews uh, in the next week or two for Leaf Nation, you know, you know, you know, you know, this town as well as anybody, boys, we've lived it for two years now, two hours a day, Uh, they're going to get frustrated.
1: guys got any thoughts on tree living being allowed to be at the draft table after calgary picks at 16 what is that what a charade
2: that is well i i I don't get it can someone explain that to me um uh after a a first round pick it's okay but this uh, what the second round and the third round are less valuable than the first round what if he trade what
1: if they trade down can he does he have to wait till when they trade to
0: it's really weird like, what's the difference? Can we just stop doing this? Can we stop doing this? It's a little dog and pony show here. Like, yeah. you know, who's this appeasing? Calgary, I guess? That's why I, I just don't he understand. he sits in
1: a locker room in the building <laughs> until 16. <laughs> then he comes yeah. out. And, and then it's like, Stone
0: what, Cold smash say, I, That's what I was going to say. What's the, <laughs> the wrestler with the glass break at Stone Cold? And he comes out. My oh, God. Tree. It's tree. Uh, <laughs> He's
2: back. The, the other thing, guys, that I picked up uh, out of that press conference is that we've got three really good goalies.
1: Uh huh. Oh, Three, huh? Did, and also, pick, a lot of guys, you young guys that? that start well don't or finish well don't necessarily start well.
2: Yeah, I did pick that up. So last week I wrote uh, in my article that uh, that uh, Kyle Dubas, prior to leaving for Pittsburgh, wanted to uh, sign Matt Murray to an extension. What? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I I got word that he wanted to sign him to an extension. Are we
1: doing jokes today? Pardon? No,
2: we're not. (laughs) Matt Murray. The goalie. The goalie.
1: There's another Matt Murray who's a goalie. Is it that one in Dallas?
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. This is our Matt Murray.
0: (laughs) Our Matt Murray. Your Matt Murray, but not mine. (laughs) Don't you put that on me.
2: No, uh, they still saw value. And listen... Oh, uh, did you not pick up Brad Tree-Leaving's vibe on Matt Murray? Yeah, that he's value there? He starting value for the Leafs next good? year. That's what I heard.
1: Yeah,
0: but we also thought that about Mrazek last year.
1: I also think if you're trying to up Matt Murray's trade value, you at least pretend you're going to use him. Yeah. That you think he's good enough to play in the league. So, so there's that.
2: Yeah. Well, listen, uh, I, I think Kyle Dubas, uh, based on you know, Kyle wanting to bring him back to Toronto prior to leaving, is a sign that uh, he would have tremendous interest in Matt Murray in Pittsburgh if, oh in fact, want would you know, move off of him. One of my complaints about
1: Dubas over the years was like there is this ardent obsession with proving that he's right with some of this stuff, right? Oh, that this God, is like, yeah. it will eventually come to pass that I will be vindicated. And I would like to see that help the Leafs here and have him take Matt Murray
0: because well, they need help in net there in Pittsburgh. Pedigree is, you know, it, it can really, like, Matt Murray was bad last year. And his numbers, wow. he was a 301 uh, goals against, and he was 903. But, like, he was at 920 after a couple of starts. Like, he was horrible for long stretches of the year. Right. Like, there's just, to me, you guys have watched hockey long enough. Like, do you believe that he can turn it around and be a league average goalie? Like, I, I don't get it. I don't see it. Uh, like what general manager is going to convince himself, boys? Yeah, like, no, I, I, no. I, I don't. I don't like pedigree's one thing. Like they won the cup, but that was years at 2017. It's the year 2023, fellas. Like yeah. I, it's a long time ago that he was
2: good. Yeah, no, I'm with you, bud. So is this uh, no longer a foregone conclusion that? uh Joseph Wall and Samsonov will be your two starting goalies in uh October. Yeah, it's,
1: it's definitely puts that into question. You know, what's really tough there is Samsonov and Wool. you're looking at a combined salary of what Samsonov going to get for or something like that, you know, and Wool they're going to be combined five. Now you're looking at a 9 million dollar duo. Yeah. Yeah. Know, know. That hurts you. So, I I again, I if you're trying to trade Matt Murray pretending that you think he's NHL level is the smart thing to do. So maybe he's galaxy braining this thing. I
2: don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, uh, it's pretty clear that Brad's got a good rapport with the Toronto media, though. Hey, eh? lots of jokes, lots oh, yeah. of Fat uh, res- burritos. I'm telling you, the, uh, that that media group that he had in there, a terrific. They they would make a terrific studio audience. <laughs> they they wouldn't even need the applause uh, uh, sign
1: you know the best part though and i understand because sam made the same comments when it was going on so i understand that perspective but it is nice that the gm of the leafs isn't always acting like he's being interrogated yeah i agree you know like the it it doesn't not every conversation it feels like you can have more conversations when each one isn't like from a few good men jack nicholson (laughs) and tom cruise like just asking some questions yeah we're working away can i just say
0: like anecdotally fellas how weird, like, because we've seen Brad Trilliving as the general manager of the Leafs for his introductory press conference. And we haven't heard from him or seen him, but, like, it just hit me today watching him up there, like, how used to I was with Dubas being the general manager of the Leafs, and then was kind of like, oh, my God, yeah, Trilliving, this is is happening, he's there, he's the Leafs guy, like, such a huge change. It it,
2: it caught me off guard again today. It's crazy. Well, the other thing, too, is I I don't think we saw or heard from Kyle Dubas all but two times. It was brutal. Right? Last brutal. Year, yeah, yeah. He went radio silent. He, yeah, he went real silent. And then come uh, last January or February, there were even some rumors and talk that, uh, you know, uh, Brendan and, and Kyle weren't, you know, as close as they yeah. were earlier, um, you know, in their, um, you know, professional relationship Um, And then some people wanted to suggest that that was just, you know, Brandon backing off to let Kyle grow more. And then, of course, we found out later that uh, that wasn't the case. Uh, But I I would believe that we're going to probably be hearing from Brad a lot more this year. He seems he's, of course, very personable. He's likable. And uh, I think, he you know, he's a pretty transparent guy or as much as he can be and uh it just seems like we'll probably be hearing from the general manager of the Toronto Mike Leafs a lot more this year and that'll i think that'll buy him a ton of leeway with with
0: the media mm-hmm. in terms of just his ability like you said Kipper to just stand out there make some jokes talk about eating a fat bastard burrito and like you know being personable i mean that i think it goes a long way with building relationships with the media which means more favorable coverage. Like, yeah. I really do, you know, if he signs well, Austin Matthews to a contract extension and is nice to the media for the full year, it's going to be a pretty <laughs> good time for him. Yeah.
1: I just think it also, it doesn't, you know, when you never speak and suddenly you're on camera, the way Dubas had, had kind of done it, it mm-hmm. puts such gravity on your words and so much pressure on your words to, to say the right thing. So hopefully that makes things a little bit easier for a tree living. Probably break. Okay, why don't we why don't we break, Kip? And when we get back, we got lots of news around the NHL. Alex Newhook has been traded to the Canadians. You got uh, Dubois going to LA. We're going to talk about that all after the b- uh, break. We'll be around in five minutes. Here, be right back.
0: Unrivaled insight, analysis, and opinions on all things Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590, The Fan.
1: Welcome back to Real Kipper and Born. With Sam McKee, Kipper on location today. Uh, some big news around the NHL today. Uh, we got a little cleanup to do at the end of the show here. Another 10 minutes. Talk about the big stuff. I guess the, uh, the foremost one here is Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois, it's not official. Uh, Murat Eights was uh, did, you know, was tweeting about a rumor that looks like Dubois could go to L.A. They could get back Velarde, uh Kupari, I believe, Ayafalo, some pretty good hockey players here we're talking about to Winnipeg. Kipper, you got thoughts on the potential Dubois deal?
2: Yeah. Um, certainly, if, if you're Winnipeg, uh, this is the direction that you're pushing uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois yeah. Obviously, they got to come up with a contract. Uh, I'm hearing between 60 and $65 million for Pierre-Luc Dubois on an eight-year deal. Mm. Wow. It, so, Montre- yeah. Mon- Montreal, first of all, uh, M- Montreal uh, didn't or didn't want to go with assets back to Winnipeg. Again, for a team that's not in contention to win now, there's no reason why you got to give up key assets for a guy that uh, is is not uh, ready to win with you now, mm-hmm. Pierre Luc Dubois. So that's that's why Winnipeg is focusing on L.A. right now.
1: And I do wonder if Montreal is less likely to be a trading partner now that they've traded for Alex Newhook. Um, they traded a first and a second in this next year draft. Now that sounds like a ton. It's the 31st overall pick from Florida and the 37th overall pick. So 31 and 37 for the signing rights to Newhook. Uh, you know, okay. Alex Newhook, Newhook a 22-year-old, five foot ten center,
2: 30 points last year. You like that for the perfect. Habs? Perfect. Oh, perfect for Montreal who have a no past 5'11 rule.
1: <laughs> Everyone's got <gonna> to be five <laughs> yeah, ten. You got Suzuki, Caulfield, Newhook.
0: I, it's a weird one for me. If I'm Montreal, like I, you guys stink. Why are you trading first round picks? Like I know he's a play, he's a player. I guess Alex Newhook. He had some pedigree. Like he was a world junior guy. Like he's you know. But to me, that's way way too early to be making a trade like that. I'm so really shocked to see them trading any first round picks. No.
2: Hi. Yeah, yeah. uh, well, first of all, he's 22 year old. 22 yeah, and he's old, young, which, which uh, fits in with uh, with you know a lot of their top guys now. Obviously, uh, Cole Caulfield being the the, the big one in Suzuki. Uh, but I, I just again, I, I got to get bigger. I just watched the uh, Vegas Golden Knights win a Stanley Cup with uh, big guys. I I don't get uh, wanting a, a top centerman uh, at 5'10. I don't I don't understand it.
1: You know, I like, I've told you guys before, like I I typically like to see teams try to win and try to go in the right direction. So I like them trying to get good players. I also like the idea of them not moving players off the roster, right? So they can just kind of, they're a player better, a legitimate NHL player better. But yeah, I look at Buffalo and what's going on there with Thompson and Tuck and Power and Cousins and Darlene. All those guys are 6'3 plus. Yeah, yeah. A little bit better way to build your team than what Montreal's got going here
2: uh, yeah, just one more note on that trade with with Colorado that uh it gives Colorado some some draft capital to make now other deals so oh. I expect them I expect them to be very active here uh, going into the weekend. You hmm. do eh? yeah, I do.
1: I mean, the more I've thought about the Johansson thing, the more I like it, the more sense it makes. Um, You know, these deals with their attention, we kind of glossed over the Kevin Hayes to St. Louis thing. But, like, getting Hayes for a couple years at 3.75, like, these are big assets for only a sixth-round pick. You know, you wonder if there isn't some way that the Leafs can get involved in that. I only say that because the UFAs out there, not overly tempting.
2: Well, uh, again, if we go back to Brad Tree Living's uh, comments, guys, what did he say? Uh, uh, quantity, <laughs> not quality, out there. Yeah. Uh, with availability, which means uh, it's weak. Yeah. That's eventually uh, essentially what he's saying. That it's a it's a weak uh, free agent crop, which means that you have to get creative. But it takes a dance partner and a rich one, yeah, uh, in this case, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers to eat uh millions of dollars off of Kevin Hayes' contract. but uh, this is the way teams are going now, which makes for uh, I think, an exciting uh, week.
1: And- it, it's interesting, eh? because like the flyers aren't trying to win right away, and Hayes has what two years left on that deal or something? I think it's longer isn't Is it longer? You know, so
2: I, I guess that's it. They're trying to clear things yeah. for
1: going forward. But this is new new leadership there in Philly getting
2: aggressive early. And and you have the support of your ownership Three group years. Three years. to eat that money, which yeah. is huge, guys. Uh, uh, and, and last year, I think there was talk about uh, Carlson, who won his Norris last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. And there was interest in Eric Carlson last year, but San Jose was not willing to uh eat a substantial amount off his contract and that will have to change going into the weekend
1: Mm -hmm. um you know talking about you know the lack of free agents out there i think we should circle back on carlson maybe for a second i do want to talk about the report about you know, camp and Kerfoot and whatever here in Toronto, but the Carlson thing, there's a couple tweets today that, are, you know, link Toronto among teams Seattle, Carolina, and Toronto as teams that have uh, looked into Eric Carlson. You mentioned it last season a couple times that you actually didn't think it was impossible.
0: Where it, are you at yeah, now? Man, you mentioned it yeah. more than a few times. Yeah, like like an amount of times
1: that was like,
2: okay. What do you know, <laughs> What do you know, pal? Uh, absolutely uh doable. But again, it's going to take the San Jose Sharks to look at thirty five, forty percent of his contract. It's unmovable without it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't uh,
0: uh wasn't weren't the Sharks a finalist for John Tavares?
2: Yeah, I don't uh you know <laughs> straight up swap. Listen, I, I think that was all just leverage. Uh leverage, uh, yeah. house of cards, uh, bluff, whatever you wanna call it. You're telling me a guy spends all of his career on the Island and then decides to go to the West coast in California. <laughs> I mean, right. Uh, so, uh, I, I, think there was interest, but that was Doug Wilson as well, guys, who is no longer there, mm-hmm. um, pushing for, 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 uh, Tavares at the time. And he was the guy that uh, made the deal for Eric Carlson. But, you know, in saying that, uh, there's not a there's not a team that wouldn't love Eric Carlson at seven million bucks. He's got four years remaining. I think uh, you could get a his, haul uh, for him if you paid his, it to seven. Yeah, after his Norris Trophy last night and uh, the ability to show that he can still play on a wonky uh, foot uh, <sighs> at a high level, that uh, there would be interest to to take on his four years but at a much more reasonable number how wonky of a foot are we talking here well you go go look at the reports over the surgeries mm. over the years i mean mm. at times uh, there was pretty wonky there was some thoughts yeah, yeah there's some thoughts that uh he'd never be the same player again and despite uh you know performing with uh one of the worst teams in the league uh there are times and, uh, Remember that game he played against the Leafs? Mm. (laughs) I mean, they
0: couldn't catch him. Yeah. So I think I said it yesterday, but until last year, the amount of games he had played was 53, 56, 52, 50, and then 82. So he's missed a lot of time.
1: I just, I can't think of anything that would be more sad for his career than to come to the brightest light in terms of markets well, his career inevitably, father time comes for us all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he goes into decline in any way, God, right. it's a tough place to be. While well, you're in decline, especially depending on the package
0: that you give up and you're yes, measured against,
2: against that, and hasn't hey, been boy. much of a defender to begin you know, with. And it's it's not Kevin Hayes with. Uh, uh, what did we say? Kevin Hayes has left on his deal? Three years. Three years. Three. Yeah. I mean, even three is better than four. It four is, is a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Four but, is a lot. Uh, but again, if 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 you get if you can chop that number in half, if San Jose just eats 50% of it, uh, there, there's a lot of teams that would love Eric Carlson at that number. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's a fascinating idea. Uh, certainly
1: power play one would benefit from yeah. a elite, 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 yeah. elite, elite, elite uh, power play player like Carlson. Um, and then the other uh, rumor of the day, just that they're circling back. The Leafs are circling back on Kemp and Kerfoot as potential of their own guys to to bring back before they can get to the market. Mm. Sammy,
0: mm. you like? I, well, I said to Borney before the show, Kipper, that I would sign. David Camp to a 1.6 per year lifetime contract. to let him play 82 games. I have no How problem much did with that. Make last year, I think 1.6. 1.5 was it? No. 1.6. Was it 6? yeah? I think it was yeah. 1.6. No, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the,
2: Alex Kerfoot uh, is a bridge too far.
0: I can, I cannot do another yeah, flex you're not, seal year.
2: You're not getting Camp without a raise, okay? That's not happening. Well, it's not like he lit it up. That's he, not the point. Plays too much. The Point is, he's a free agent. He actually and, plays uh, second line minutes. He, he played. He played a prominent role for Toronto all season long, and there's value in it. Mm. That is closer to two and a half million than your one six, Sammy. Yeah, I know you're right. I know, I know. <laughs> but but I, let me I just. I like go, Camp. Me, I'd happy to have him back. I really would. Let me. Uh, when it comes to Camp and Kerfoot, let's just circle right back to Brad Tree Living's uh, comments earlier in the show quantity not quality yeah. yeah
1: well this is the thing As i said to sam before he was like a petulant child and wouldn't even hear it i said there's a number where alex now, kerfoot is giving this is, <laughs> is my nightmare is, is, is alex kerfoot is giving you surplus value and no, what you're be, paying him there's plexi. a number so
0: what is the number well the coach is returning and the coach is going to play him in the top six regardless yeah you have to take put away some, his toys it's like money ball you got to release the guy that he played too much Anyways, would you, we gotta go. Uh, but would 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 you give him? What do you think? What's, no, no money.
2: What's doesn't matter. Money? You could give him seven fifty k. I don't I'm care. With Sammy, I'm, I'm Sammy. L- gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: This, this is this is the only time that you make a change for the sake yes. of making a Agreed. change. Kerfoot is about making a change for the. Here's sake what of I it. think. I we think gotta you, go. I think you're both right. We gotta go. Yeah, we do. Um, all, right. all right. I'm back in studio tomorrow. I was at the Joe Carter uh, charity event today. I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. Beautiful. Uh, Sportsnet and Fan 590 uh, do a terrific job sponsoring this event. It's fantastic. I'm going to get you guys in next year. Great all stuff. Right.
1: Sounds great. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks a lot.